Hey, everybody. Welcome to Better. I'm Julie Duffy, and with me today is Dr. John Duffy. Hi, everybody. <laughs> and our very special guest, Georgia Peach oh. Doherty. Uh, Georgia, welcome. Thank you. Georgia is one of our favorite human beings in the whole wide world. This is true. I don't know if we tell you that often enough because we're trying not to, like, spoil you or anything. <laughs> Keep me humble. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But Georgia is um, brilliant and fun and funny. We've known her since she was born. Yeah. And um, she is a senior in high school. The, one of the reasons she's here, besides her brilliance, um, humor, radiance and curiosity um, is her that she's a senior in high school mm -hmm. going through the college selection process and um, yeah we just want to hear your thoughts um, on this whole on the topic the pressures the ups and downs the ins and outs of being yeah. in high school and the college selection process is that yeah, that right? seems that's that seems exactly right. All right, cool. All about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when when did it start? Like when you when did you start? Like was it freshman year day one when you were aware? Like okay, this all counts as the part of my final record, and this all goes into my college application. Were you aware of that then? <laughs> well, I mean, it was kind of helpful for me because I have two older sisters, as you guys know, and so it was always on the radar because like. I think freshman year, Katie was just finishing it. So my parents already had a little bit of insight. But I really started um, sophomore year because I was thinking about playing soccer. And so I was going to all those camps because you have to start that really early. Oh, yeah. Um, but then I kind of dropped off because I had the knee surgery junior year. Um, but with, like, as far as the clubs and volunteering and stuff, I wasn't really thinking about college when I was joining Latin Club or, like, Best Buddies. Like, I joined those because I kind of just wanted to. And then starting junior or senior year, my mom was like, you just need some leadership in those role, uh, positions. Mm. So that's when I started trying out to be like officers for the clubs. Oh, yeah. You know? um, but it was I was pretty guided by my mom in uh, junior or senior year because that's when it all started. We had to start looking and colleges were starting coming on the radar. Yeah. But joining the clubs, that wasn't about college. That was about like what you were interested in. Yeah, LT, I think, does a really good job, uh, like, having us join clubs and sh projecting all of them when, like, all those uh, future freshman days. Right. And they get us really excited about that. And then I kind of had some friends that were older that really got me into that. Oh, cool. Yeah. But I, my college probably started, my looking for college started more early than other people did, I think, because of soccer. Yeah. Most people right. start, like, junior year. Um, so, yeah. I've worked with kids who were making reels for themselves and, and building websites or YouTube channels as early as seventh or eighth grade in different sports. Mm -hmm. um, have you run into that, like where people are like, and that is specifically intended for colleges? Yeah, well, my friend, uh, I have a friend who's playing soccer at University of Illinois. Mm -hmm. She committed sophomore year which is like really early. It's division one school. Yeah. Um, so I think she probably, she must've started. She's really good. But, um, so I made my video actually junior year, um, because I was started after my knee surgery, I started looking at more division three schools. Cause I knew that was the level I'd be able to play. 
Um, before that, though, I was looking at Division One, so I assume that if you're making those videos really early, you're going to go for a big, like, top 10 Division One school, which right. that Got was my interest later on. Yep. Are you still trying to play soccer? Well, now it's... It was, it was really hard for me coming to that decision because I still don't really know. I wanted to make my decision based off of, like, academics first. And if I like the school a lot, but I can't play soccer there, I'd probably still want to go to that school. Like, Got soccer it. wasn't, like, the defining decision. Um, but now, as I'm, like, seeing schools I get into, I'm like, oh, maybe I should email their coach and be like, do you want a walk-on possibly? Or maybe just, uh, like, club, not actually playing on, like, the Oh, team. yeah. Yeah. So, George I mean, played club water polo yeah it's not like a big part of what i would want but uh, so my thing was if i wanted a smaller school i would definitely want to play soccer there because a lot of social life kind of from what my sister katie told me a lot of social life revolves around athletic teams for smaller schools um so that's why if i went to a smaller school i'd want to walk on yeah that makes sense so you've mentioned a couple times and and we um we are really close with georgia's family so we know um everybody there and you you have an older sister katie older sister tessa yeah they're they both um katie's already graduated from college um and her experience seems like it mirrors yours maybe closer than tessa's and she was a d3 soccer player right yes what did that um influence you at all like did you feel like oh okay that's i see that path maybe I, maybe that's the right thing for me yeah well it definitely like put on my radar like maybe i could do this but katie influenced me a lot because i really did not want to feel like i was like following her um, right because like she also did latin at high school and i do that she's played soccer at high school so my dad had me apply to the school she went to sophomore and I didn't get in, and I was actually, like, a little relieved about that because I felt like if I went there, I'd be doing the exact same oh, thing. Oh, yeah. you'd be doing Katie stuff. Yeah. Can, can I um, – so, so um, I'm sorry you didn't get into Swarthmore, but I get that, like, <laughs> takes you off the Katie track. Yeah. But this is um, – we happen to be in these few weeks here where people are finding out, right, especially yeah. <laughs> from, like, a lot of really good schools. And so I'm working with all these kids your age – who shot high and are running into all this disappointment, right? Like, you know, man, everything's a reach school. And so I'm a lot of the therapy I'm doing right now is about like the disappointment of I've had this one dream school in my head for so long, didn't get in. Um, do you see that either? Do you feel that or do you see that in your friends? Yeah, I mean, especially with this early decision, like the binding one. People who do that, like, just come back crushed or, like, totally ecstatic when they get in. I did not do that. I had no confidence in, like, one school. Um, I applied to, like, 17 schools, I think, which is way too many. But That's a lot. <laughs> I know. Um, but I didn't have the experience of, like, having that one dream school because um, all these uh, tours that I went on, there were all the um, student tour guides were, like, we were asking them, like, how did you know this was the school you wanted to go to? And they were like, well, when I just stepped on the campus, I felt it. And I was like, well, I am not feeling that at all. So I just did, like, the widest variety that I could. And, like, hopefully some that I get into I'll be able to visit. And maybe I'll feel that or maybe I won't. And maybe I'll just, like, become acclimated to it or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I didn't really um, set myself up for that disappointment <laughs> through that, which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Well, and that's probably a good thing, right? Um, because I think that's a bill of goods. You talk about this sometimes, Julie, that we sell 
you guys is that you know like there's going to be this m- amazing moment and then and then after that everything's going to be amazing too like your first year of college is going to be amazing and you know and, and the truth is there's nuance to everything like you could walk onto you you could have walked onto the campus at Swarthmore and thought oh this is perfect this is going to be amazing um and it might not have been you know mm-hmm. um so sometimes that radar is off and people have told me like that can depend on the person leading my tour or if it's raining totally. or cold, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. uh, there's a bunch of factors, right? Oh, there's one mom won't stop talking. I'm not going here. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but that's what drives me crazy because Katie was between like Johns Hopkins and Swarthmore and she goes, well, how did I, I asked her how she picked and she was like, well, when I visited Johns Hopkins, the weather was terrible. I was like, well, what am I supposed to do with that? Because if that's going to be the just defining decision between like the next four years of my life, yeah. how do you make that choice? It probably does stop raining at Jobs yeah. Johns Hopkins at some <laughs> the point. The sun does right? come out. I know. No, that is true. I always tell people to definitely take the tour. Um, don't just visit. Don't just walk around and think that you're going to hone that much. But yeah, it, it depends on if you see kids walking around, if you see kids that seem like they're happy if you see, uh, right, if it's raining, if it's cold, if it's sunny, you know, it could be a beautiful day and you see a million people and you're like, ah. Mm -hmm. Um, So just, I guess, as much as you can expose yourself or as many places as you you can visit and just try them on if you can. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So overall, taking a big step back, how pressure-filled has the whole process been for you? Well, Interestingly, I think my uh, college selection process is kind of different than other people. I don't know, but especially from my friend because she was telling me. My parents were, like, really, really involved in mine. Uh-huh. Like, I think I only picked, like, I, like, myself only picked, like, three or four of the schools I ended up applying to because I really didn't know a lot. I should have, I definitely should have researched more because, um, my parents, and I was just so overwhelmed when I was, like, searching the colleges right. and I'd get so yeah. panicky. Yeah. If my parents hadn't been as like hands on, um, I would not have gotten as much done because I was like not excited at all about applying to any schools at the beginning of my senior year. Like now, I'm like kind of liking hearing back and the excitement. But back then, I was so like even visiting campuses, like you were talking about, I was so grumpy and panicky when I was visiting the campuses. Like I was just trying to find things that I didn't like about them. Oh wow! So if my parents hadn't gotten involved, then I would not have. Uh, been as motivated. I think that I want to hear about that. I want to hear uh, if you don't mind going back to grumpy, unmotivated. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you. <laughs> sure. Why? Why at the beginning of senior year do you think you felt that way? Because a lot of kids do, right? Yeah. Uh, um, you know, I work with so many parents who are like, uh, I would take anything if my kid would just talk to me a little bit about what kind, you know, college <laughs> yeah, just a hair, like <laughs> right? Just give me something to go with. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, tell me that you want to go east or west or warm or cold right. or business or, you know, um, the fine arts, you know? And yet a lot of parents feel like my child is so either anxious or disinterested. I can't, I don't even know. Yeah. What, what was going on with you? Yeah, well, it was hard to like, tell my mom what I was feeling at the time, but now I think I kind of know. Um, and my mom told me that she went to this acting class and she, the acting coach told her like 30% of people don't show up to auditions and it's because they're afraid of succeeding. Like if they make the role, they have to like drop their jobs, they have to commit. Oh, and wow. so I feel like a lot of us are like, um, if, I, if, I go to, if I like this school a lot, 
this is the one I might go to and I might spend my next four years here and like then I'll have to get a job and like the future comes so fast after that and then I was also really anxious because of the soccer thing I didn't want to make that decision because I had no clue and I still don't really have a clue so like all those decisions were like happening at that time and I didn't know like any answers to them which is why I was so anxious about it. So you felt the future. You felt the five years from now future. Yeah. Yeah? And I was, ugh. That's and, so I well said. That's so interesting. And I um, I remember, and I've, I've said this before, um, I noticed as kind of a rule, kids didn't want, they wanted to be in the moment they were in. You know, a lot of kids with the college search process and, um you know, even after they get in, I don't know if you listen to that College Blues podcast, I but did. you know, we're like, oh my God, what are you doing next year? Yeah. You Kids want to be in the moment they're in. I, 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 you articulated that so well, but I, I always wondered, like, you don't want to get ahead of yourself. You don't really want to think about that. You don't want to go there because it is scary and it is kind of rapid fire. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and to hear you say it, it sounds particularly foreboding. I, I, it's interesting because, you know, I work with so many people your age and I think back to my experience and when, and I think maybe this is a generational thing. When I was your age, I mean, I was thinking, you know, like, okay, I think I want to go to this college, right? Um, but I didn't have in my head, like, oh, God, that means I'm an adult then. I have to, and, and right after that yeah. is the next thing. I don't think we had that kind of foresight, you know? And I think you guys, as a whole, as a rule, do. And I often think, like, I wonder why that is. I wonder why that changed in 30 years. I don't know what the answer is. Do you have a thought about it? Um, I don't really know. I just, I'm always, I think I'm always thinking about the next step, and I have to work on that, like, living more in the moment, you know. But um, I just think it feels like right when you go to college, then you have to get a job, and then you have to, like, start a family. It just seems like such a condensed thing that we have to think about, and it's all, like, this one next step. Like yeah. high school, you can think about anything. And does it feel like, um, boy, if I choose this fork in the road, this is a major determinant in what in in the course of my life? Like I'm picking a vector, and I'm going to be, uh, I, you know, I'm stuck on it. Yeah, I mean that's what it kind of uh, makes itself out to be. Like a lot of college essays, their questions are, are about like what's your passion and how have you shown that throughout high school and what are you going to do with it? And my problem was that I hadn't really. I still haven't really developed like one thing because they want you to just focus on one thing. Like you're a great musician or in Katie's case, she was great at sports. She had three sports. And I like a lot of things. I don't like have one thing that's sticking out and hopefully I'll find that. But at this, when I was applying, I didn't know what to write about and I felt like, am I missing something? Like why does everyone else have this one thing that they know what they're going to do even after college too? Wow. Do you feel like they do? They Do, do you feel like that's a reality that, that you know, your your cohorts, the people you're going to graduate from LT with, do you feel like most of them know what their next thing is, what they want to do with their lives? There's a group of like high achieving people. A lot of them do the early decision binding uh, thing, and they are the people who are just talking about, oh, like I can't wait to go to med school or whatever. And I'm, they're pretty like smart people. Or there's like musicians that just want to go into music like right. there's some people who have found their niche is the word i think yeah um yeah. but then there's some people who are like juggling things and are tons of clubs and there's people that are still figuring out i think it's pretty split i mean people i have an idea like for example my major i don't know what i want to do but i know i don't like math or science so i have like a section of what i want but i don't know it's split like that 
Like, I like English, but I don't know what I do. I'm so surprised. I mean, I can tell you that, I mean, I'm still trying to figure out what I want to be when I grow up and what my passion is. And I, I feel like that word is so loaded and people talk about that kind of their whole lives, how loaded that is. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised that that is the bent of a lot of the essay questions. Yeah. And, and I'm bummed. I'm so glad you brought that up. I'm, I'm so bummed that that is another pressure and another way that kids can feel like they aren't where they're supposed to be. I mean, kids, every humans, but certainly 17, 18-year-olds should be trying things and exper experiencing things. Mm -hmm. And I know you, like I see you like talk about Latin club and the way you get involved in things. I know it comes from just a genuine interest. And, I, and that's, gosh, the way it should be. Yeah. I feel like, you know, you do what you feel like doing. And I love that you said that you didn't um, feel like you were filling a resume. Um, but yeah, that the questions on the yeah. applications made you feel like, oh, I don't know what my passion is. I mean, that is so dumb, well, for yeah. lack of a better word. <laughs> and then also like uh, going to schools and their like tour guides or even they had some admissions counselors that were giving speeches to us. They were like, we want to know about, I mean, it, it's a good thing if you have one. They're like, we want to know all about your passion. And that's like in the essays, talk about that. But it kind of puts aside people who don't who are like still dabbling and like how are, at seventeen how are you supposed to know like what you want where you even want to go for the next four years and also like what you want to do. I but I actually wrote um, my common app about how like overloaded the word is like you were talking about. Oh, and did I, you really? Yeah, I was, and I don't know if it was a good thing or not, but I was like, I have things that I like a lot and I really love. Mm. I like soccer. I like the newspaper. I like Latin. But I have like yet to figure out what I what's gonna give me purpose, you know. It's well, and cheesy. But. If I were reading essay, mm, not, not cheesy though. I think that's I think that's right. That feels no. like right on to me. You mean you're saying what you said was cheesy? Yeah, just the way I phrased it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, if I were reading your essay, I would say that sounds like an amazing, like multifaceted person who's honest. You know, right? I mean, I remember it's so funny. I remember. Um, a selective college night, you know, informational night for parents. So as a lot of you know, listening, our son George is five years older than you? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I remember them talking about essays. And the this woman said, I think she was, I think she was Vanderbilt, said her favorite her two favorite essays were this girl that talked about her hair. Like, it, I think I told you, did my I mom, tell you this? Yeah, you and like my mom Like, difficult her hair was. And then this other girl talked about her feet or something or something. They were just just kind of random. I mean, think about it. Yeah. You're someone who is reading all these essays and what would stand out. And I would not think that 17-year-olds and 18-year-olds talking about their well-developed passion. I, I, I can't imagine... How many times that's? I mean, I know there's kids that people that know what they love, but um, and I I think being kind of well rounded is yeah is what you want to be, like you said. 
Yeah, I mean, I told my younger sister Annabelle, and I was she was <laughs> at the subject of our dinner table about college because my parents, because she's thinking about playing basketball in college now. Uh-huh. Okay. And I told her, my parents were like, you've got to start building up your resume. Like, don't you agree, Georgia? And I was like, well, Katie, so like you kind of have to find like your thing. Like maybe my thing was that I have lots of dimensions. So Katie had her thing that she was on three sports teams. She was like a captain of a couple of them. So like sports was her thing and she was also really smart. But, and then, um, so Annabelle started playing basketball and now she's only going to play basketball. And I was like, well, you have sports, but then you also have to like add a couple of other things to make yourself more well-rounded because, uh, you know, uh, and I hate to say it to her, but like it was sort of a building up a resume thing because she thought like basketball was the only thing that she could like put on that. Yeah. That she needed. Yeah. Yeah. And you thought, yeah, you probably want another club, something that's outside of sports, um, so it looks like you're a well-rounded, interesting person. Yeah, because if she was going to go for sports, she made the decision to, like, quit volleyball and softball when she was going for basketball. Right, right, right. Maybe then you have to add something else on. Yep. Because she's not passionate about basketball, I don't think. Right. Like, she likes it. Yep. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, Have you felt kind of... um, a press in your own mind, like taking your parents and everybody else out of it. Have you felt a press over the last couple of years about college? Has it been on your mind? Um, not, no, it really just started senior year. Well, junior year ACTs are just like right. put you in that damper mood. But um, I guess the beginning of senior year, I wasn't really... Like I, like I said, I was kind of unmotivated, mm-hmm. so I wasn't really pressuring myself that much. And then because of that, I would really keep the college process to myself. Like I hear everybody talking about it and be like, which school are you applying to? Which school are you applying to? Um, but I did not. I think that's a good thing that I didn't get involved in that at all because people get really competitive about that. Like there's this one girl at my school, if you bring up like Georgetown or something, she'll like jump on it and be like, oh, like, I know everything about the school. Like, I better get in. And that's what makes it such a competitive atmosphere, even when, like, we don't, like, all of us don't even know, like, where we're going. Right. Right. And that's what makes it seem, like, so silly to me is how competitive people will get. And it kind of drives me crazy. So that's why, like, and I don't want to have to tell people, like, I applied here, and then maybe they'll ask me later, and I didn't get in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to save myself that. So well, that's a good point, right? So you ne- don't necessarily share the 17 schools you applied to with everybody you know yeah. in case you don't get in. And then there's like not a lot of pressure revolving around that yeah. to me. Yeah, you're pretty good about um, boundaries, <laughs> it feels like. Is it, do you think that's true? Like just yeah. kind of keeping yourself out of the A little bit, cray, yeah. Cray, cray. I guess so. <laughs> well, so so how, do you, how do you, you know, I work with so many kids who are super stressed about this. From, like, for example, I'm, I'm working with a guy now. He's a sophomore. I've, I, but I've been working with him for a while, since he was a freshman. And he is consumed by, I can't get a C, because if I get oh. a C, then I'm never going to get into, and he doesn't even have Wait, a Wait, I'm co- sorry, he's a freshman? He's a, he's, a, he's a sophomore now, but I started working oh, with okay. him when he was a freshman. Yeah. And, you know, he's already consumed with this idea, like, you know, I will be ruined. I will. It will never happen. And he doesn't even know what it is necessarily. Yeah. But he thinks like every good school requires only A's and B's. You know, like yeah. somehow that's that's the wormhole. That's in his head, and he can't shake that. 
That's how really how have you elude, <laughs> how have you eluded that kind of thinking? Because I think I, I think a lot of kids think that way. Like are always thinking like resume building um, and 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 building up the uh, entire like GPA and getting the very best possible score on the ACT and mm-hmm. just and and almost thinking solely about that to the point where they really stress themselves out. Yeah. And I would agree with Julie. You do not appear to have stressed yourself out. No. (laughs) I mean, I think a lot of that is pressed by, for me at least, like my guidance counselor. She stressed me out a little bit. Oh, really? Got to admit, yeah. Like, what do you mean? (laughs) Just, um, we'd have these meetings, and she'd go on and on about APs, and um, like taking AP tests, and taking AP classes, and taking the highest thing possible, when it's really might not be your fit. Like, maybe he shouldn't be taking these classes that are going to stress him out so much if he gets a C, and maybe he should be trying for a class that it would be more challenging, but he could get a B. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But a lot of that is just making sure you're in the right level. And then, I mean, a lot of, and then you also have to like categorize your schools, which um, is another reason I don't talk about it because um, my friend, like my friend will hear, she's going to um, DePauw and she was talking about how Marquette was her reach school. And then she heard someone say like, Marquette is my safe school. And Oof. so then it, like, makes people feel bad about yeah. it. So you have yeah. to find, like, what's going to be good for you if you're going to, like, get in the right level classes first but still, like, challenge yourself. Right, right, right. Because that's also good for college. You should challenge yourself. But then also know, like, what schools are practical and what schools you can reach for. Right. So my thing for two decades has been exactly what you just said. What's going to be good for you? Like, forgetting, like, what tier school it is, you know, if you find something that you feel suits you, like, okay, this is the major I want and this is the school that has it, or I did have that experience where I walked on that campus and I love the vibe, or, you know, um, uh, this just feels like the right place for me somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I like that goodness of fit idea rel- relative to if I can get into Yale, I'm going to go there. Or if I can yeah. get into Michigan, I'm going to go there. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. to, to go for the reach like the very, very best school and only go there because it's the best school because it looks good on a bumper sticker. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Wait, I want to go. Oh, sorry. Well, yeah, that just goes back to I was at this Latin convention um, a month ago and my Latin teacher that retired last year, she was there and she was talking to us about colleges and we were like, oh, we don't know. It's so hard. And she just was she gave us advice and she was like, wherever you go, just flourish so she was Aww. like, yeah, it was, she's really great. I love that. <laughs> so like she was meaning like there's so many, so many schools, you know, like so many places you could fit, so many places you might not, but you can make yourself fit in by like uh, joining clubs, joining organizations and making it fit for yourself, not like the school fits for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. you Yeah. You can make it work for you. You, you um, embrace it, right? Right. So do you feel that? Do you feel like... Yeah, there's probably not one, because when I grew up, I will admit, I thought there was one place, man, and one place only that I was going to be happy. Um, uh, and I think that I still know some people who feel that way. Do you feel like, no, I think I could be happy in a bunch of different places, in a, in a bunch of different situations. I would find my people. I would find my, my passions, even yeah. if there's multiple. I mean, when I was looking up schools, I was kind of categorizing, like I said, like there's like big division one schools, there's small liberal arts schools. And I was, as I was looking them up, I was like, are they really that different? 
like mm-hmm. these subcategories of schools. And so I kind of like I don't I don't really know because I guess because I haven't visited. Right. But um, I was just really thinking I was like, can these really be? Can one of these places be like the best thing for me when they're all so similar? Like right. I haven't really experienced that that much. So are you going to go visit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm excited too. Okay. Oh, I've I've got like four schools that I need to visit right now. All right, cool. Yeah. Um, wait, I want to go back for a second. You were talking about your um, guidance counselor that mm-hmm. was pressuring you. So are you saying that sh- he or she was pressuring, she. she was pressuring you um, and then you, but you knew better kind of like that she was pressuring you to take more AP or something and you just, you kind of knew what resonated with you or what made sense yeah. for you? Well, I mean, at LT, there's like a pretty standard path that uh, people will follow, um, and they the counselors just like really try and push that, and it and it's really hard because each counselor has like almost three hundred students, so right. it's hard for them to know you personally. So that's like initially they'll say like take this honors class, and then you can take this AP class, and then maybe you could take this even higher level class. Um, but it's helpful for me to have two older siblings and to know what they did, um, because mm-hmm. Tessa definitely did not follow that. She was more uh, theater focused or oh, focused. Yeah. And so I feel like um, because they were pushing those classes and I had like my family that I could talk to, I didn't feel like I always had to take that advice. Um, for example, I, I hated physics last year. Like it was just the worst and it was AP class. And so I talked to my counselor, dropped out of it, and she said I should go into this other AP class, like same level. And I, it was another science class, and I still didn't do as well in it. So, I mean, that wasn't the best advice. But then this year, I, I had to take physics again because it's like most colleges like physics. And I took right. it prep. But she definitely wanted me to take it AP. But I knew that, like, why would yeah. I put myself through that? Because <laughs> 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 like second semester, senior year, I would just be loathing it right now. Oh, you And would. so I talked to my parents. I called some colleges. I was like, is this a big deal? It's really not. And so sometimes counselors are just pushing you a little too hard, I think. Yeah, that's you're so sensible. <laughs> no, what about um, gap years? Are, are, uh, um, yeah. <laughs> you were talking about like life going so fast, and um, it's true, kind of. Um, but are, do, are, people, are more people doing gap years, do you think? Well, Anyone you know? Yeah, yeah someone did it last year. Um, he's a year older than me. He went to Nepal. In Kenya and India. Wow. Yeah, it's so cool. Um, and I think when people see that, they're not thinking like, oh, you don't know, like you don't have your future put together. They're thinking like, that is so cool. Right. And um, I was actually thinking about doing one because like, how am I, I don't even know my major. Like, how am I supposed to know what I want to do? But um, it seems like one person, uh, my grade, he graduated early and he was just like, t- he took a road trip taking photos because he likes to be a photographer. Oh, wow. So I feel like it's kind of, I don't know if people did it a lot uh, in the past. No. No? No, I think it's way more popular. It is way more popular now. Interesting. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, I don't really see a, a downside to it. No. Yeah. No, I think it's, um, you know, to take yourself out of context, to take yourself off the treadmill and just learn about yourself, you know, and uh, yeah. just get clarity on life. I think... It could be a great thing, and I think it is becoming more and more um, not only accepted but celebrated, like you said. I mean, there's some really cool things you can do, and it's not um, looked at like, oh, 
you know, poor lost soul. It's what went wrong. It's yeah. It's yeah. um. It's like this person's adventure. It's a great, yeah. It's a great. I think a great thing. I think, God, I feel like everyone should do it. Yeah, it's <laughs> I also do it. it's also oddly <laughs> like a resume enhancer. Like I've talked to college admissions people who would say like, oh, we never would have looked at this person if she didn't do this act. You know, really? this adventure for a year that makes her interesting. Well, right, right. If you think about trying to stand out in the sea yeah. of like millions of people. That doing something like that or doing something just unusual, out of the ordinary, like, um, well, and not just, I think it does, it can enhance your options, but it will enhance your life. So it will help you make, you know, a better choice. Right. Right. And you can do it. You don't have to do it um, right out of high school. You can do it in the middle of college. You can do it at the end. Yeah. But um, I just wondered if anyone you knew was doing that. I don't know, like some people say like you're, they just travel, which seems expensive, but uh, this guy, Hugh, that did it last year, he was doing photography and he was like teaching kids in Kenya. Wow. Yeah, he was doing a lot. And so I feel like, I don't know if it's just like taking your off versus like doing something impactful or something that will help you figure out who you are. There's yeah. a big difference, right? There's a whole bunch of different kinds of experiences you can have because some people do something, they go and get a job teaching English or photography or something yeah. somewhere far away. Um, so I've worked with people who've done like outward bound kind of excursion kind of things. And I've worked with people who backpack through Europe, you know, and yeah. um, that's a different kind of adventure. It's expensive, right? It's, yeah. it's a different vibe for like, sure. Yeah. My, yeah. Like that seems like something you would do after college to me. Right. But right. I mean, why not do it if you can? Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. right. <laughs> Anytime. Right. For sure. Um, what do you think? Broadly speaking, parents can do to ease the process. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what just jumped in my mind was start early, but I think that's more of a stressor. It's just definitely helpful as far as resumes go. Like, there's nothing wrong with building up your resume because it's only going to help you, and you'll be introduced to more people and probably have a better um, experience in high school. Oh, that's um, true. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe not saying like this will help with your college resume, but right. maybe this is something freshman year that will allow you to be a part of more things, like saying it for like what you like versus Good point. Um, for college. Because yeah, I definitely yeah, yeah. wish I got involved in radio earlier. I really like that. And um, there's like so many groups of people that start to establish themselves freshman year, and then they just go on paths that don't really intersect with each other. Right. And I feel like that's it's more fun and you have more friends if you can be in a bunch of different of the a bunch of those different lanes and you've definitely taken advantage of that yourself haven't you You, you, you're you're not in one lane from what i can tell you're in several lanes like you have you have numbers of peer groups yeah yeah and then it's more interesting classes that's like a group of people kind of Mm -hmm. um and then when i go to radio there's people that i've never met before soccer there's people i haven't met before and so i feel like that's it it's definitely a good thing for people to get involved with earlier on. Um, but then as far as just more advice for, for college, um, I think it was really important for me to get motivated on my own. Because every time my mom would be like, don't you want to write those essays? I'd be like, no. And then it'd be a terrible essay. But um, <laughs> when I got... Because you're pressured to do it, kind of yeah. like, you know, all right, I'll do it. Well, but nobody, I, I mean, say so. right, nobody loves that. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's hard. A tough to, process. It's hard to like find that mix. I think for parents between like being nagging, but also like I needed that motivation. Like I don't know what the mix is. It's really right. hard to think about. Um, but you know, once I like 
for the the common app essay like I just wrote that in like one day and a few tweaks to it and it was fine so like once I got something I was like kind of interested in then I put more effort into it yeah so it's that's why it's important to find your own motivation just kind of getting started um uh shoot gonna say go on do you have an, i mean i have a thought well, but i lost it I, I, so so this is off the page a little oh bit, i know what but, it was um do you go ahead i'll hold on no i just wanted to say like i i just wanted to highlight that point that was a um a great reminder you know just getting involved i think when we i mean i think when we sell it all as a means to getting into college it's it's the wrong vibe but we always talk about, John always talks about, and you just talked about, the more involved you are, um, is the happier you are, the more people you know, the more health, you know, mentally and emotionally healthy you are. Mm -hmm. And especially if there's some physical activity involved, I think a lot of kids stop playing or, or stop getting like exercise yeah. really early on. So that's just a good reminder and a great advice um, to get involved in a lot of different things, yeah. you know, kind of right away. Uh, yeah, like when I was telling Annabelle like to get involved, like just for the sake of college, it seems so superficial. But I think the way you put it, like if you're saying to get involved because it will help you in the long run, that's like yeah, that's what you said. That yeah, was um, that's, yeah, that's yeah, a better way to put it. I think yeah, yeah, that's a good reminder. All right, so this is off topic a little bit, but um, sometimes, and this this happened um, about two weeks ago. I had a mom in my office, and she said, um, I love it when you interview young people, kids, on the podcast. I love that. Um, except that you seem to find these unicorns. The, you, you find these kids who are unbelievably well-adjusted and <laughs> doing, you know, like, and balanced. And so I can imagine somebody's listening, and they're thinking, oh, well, they found the, they found the kid who made this process smooth and easy and you know and elegant and effortless um would you say no that's not really true like don't don't misread me here yeah i think that person that has that uh effortlessness is the person who gets who does early decision and who like knows exactly what they want or like is a committed athlete sophomore year right like i w had so so much i struggled so much with like decisions that was my big thing like soccer it's still haunting me right now and um big school versus small school it was driving me crazy and that was my biggest thing so here we are it's march senior year and you're still, still not sure right yeah. you're the, the, like you're not even sure about like am i going to be an athlete am i going to you know what school am i going to go to what size school am i going to go to you're still working i on have that. yeah i have like total spectrum of schools mm -hmm. um I, a lot of them are just ones that my parents brought to my attention and I still have to research, which I would stress that people should research their colleges for themselves, not that <laughs> have their parents give them ideas, but I mean, I'm sure they're great schools. Right. Um, <laughs> no, but we parents have biases too, right? I yeah. mean, like, you know, we, we get like attached to ideas. Um, well, I, I think kids. I had a bias about George that turned out to be the wrong one. I mean, turned out to be not the place he went initially, you know, mm -hmm. so I totally get how that, and I've seen that hundreds of times where people get this idea like I think this is the right place for you and I am of the belief like I'll bet there are of the 20 I think there's 2200 colleges and universities in America and I can think of I think I think I tried this one time I think I can think of nine that I'd say 
ooh, yeah, Georgia, don't go there. Kids need, I mean, kids need parents' help. You know, I mean, it's sure. It's the the the. There's the part that you want to just be where you are, and you don't know how to jump ahead. You don't know how to discern and how to distill down all the choices. So, I mean, parents need to get involved. They need to help. They need to, I mean, you know, we helped with George's essays. Like, we helped, like, wait in if he wanted. I mean, I think. We gave a half a million dollars, and we <laughs> made him a pole vaulter. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. that's normal. I don't think I, I think I was fine during high school pretty much. Uh-huh. But I think my problem is going to lie with, like, what I do in college or, like, where I go. Like, you know, talking about the unicorn thing. Yeah. Because, like, I'm pretty pretty good throughout high school. But I think now is where I'm going to struggle as opposed to people before might have struggled throughout high school trying to build their resume or find their schools. And now they're going to be fine because they found their, like, one school or two schools. Right, right, right. Whereas I'm So you the think the struggle lies in front of you a little bit here? For me, yeah. Can I? Can we do therapy for a second? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Because I, I always find this to be interesting. I've had a lot of kids say that. Wow, things have gone smoothly for me so far. Uh, grade school, middle school, high school. I've been able to figure that stuff out. Now comes the hard part. Does this have to be hard, or can it be interesting? You know what I mean? Like sometimes I think the way you conceptualize this stuff has something to do with how it turns out. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you think like, okay, well. I, I got this far, which is awesome. I'm 18. That's great. You know, now now it's going to get rough, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, just thinking about, like, all the decisions that you have to make. And I guess it's been, like, stigmatized, if that's a word. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, you should know your major by now. No. Because uh, I know people change their majors all the time. But I feel like and their schools. And their schools. Yeah, okay. people transfer and like crazy. Georgia, a lot of kids who think they know and know the school um, and, you know, get into that school, can get spit out at the other end and end up in a cubicle and go, you know, what the heck? Like, so I don't think anybody really, really knows knows. The thing about you that's amazing is you, first of all, I come from a very, like, authentic place, I think. And you have a curiosity about you. Um, like, one of the best conversations I've had in the last three years was when I picked you up from the airport. Oh, no. Just because you, you, you have this genuine curiosity and you were asking me questions and you were making me think about things I haven't thought about in years. I remember one thing that I remember you asked, we were talking about improv and stuff, and you asked me if I thought John was funny. <laughs> or no, if I thought he was funny at the time. You know, yeah. like, anyway... If you just keep, if you just stay true to who you are, it's going to be smooth, you know? I mean, and you don't and have I'll say, I'll, I will yet. say, yeah. and then I will say at the same, uh, in the same breath that it's okay. There's going to be ups and downs and that's for everybody. And, and that's okay too. I mean, that's the truth too, right? I don't want to sure. say it's going to be all rosy, but you, um, no, I, 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 yeah, I think it's going to be amazing for you. And if you just stay who you are, uh, you're going to kill it. Oh, at at the risk, at the risk of, of this running long, can I ask you one more question that you've alluded to a couple of times? 
So <laughs> you, you've talked about like you, you had this kind of like jump to over college. You're picturing adulthood, right? And I think a lot of people at your age exactly start picturing adulthood. And um, not many people I've talked to feel stoked about that you know what I mean <laughs> like you know what I mean when they look at their parents lives or look at other adults that they know or look at other recent college grads not many of them would say like oh, I can't wait for whatever that is how what is adulthood foreboding is, is that a, is that yeah, a, what do you picture what do you think of that idea in my head it's just like like a cloud like a gray cloud because there's nothing oh, and I have gray, no idea gray. yeah well I mean that's like my biggest issue uh, when I think about it, is that I literally have no idea, and that's probably what's scary. Is that I? Yeah, you know this. Nothing context. comes to mind. Do you think yeah. you're supposed to? Like yeah, you, you do. I, yeah, like I feel like going to college, you're supposed to have some idea, and I guess I have some idea that it's not math or science, but I don't yeah. know where that leaves me. Well, <laughs> um, that leaves that keeps you from going into something that you won't be interested in, and you know that's 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 kind of. No small thing. I know what I am not interested in, right? An exercise I do with a lot of kids um, who will say, you know, who go to a, di a given school, they'll say, I have no idea, none what I want to major in. And so um, I have them go home, come back the next week with a printed out list of the majors from that school. And usually, and I start with, okay, so you, we have no idea what you want to do. So all you have to do right now is cross out the things you know you don't want to do. So the last kid I had do this went to Indiana. That's where, that, where George went. I think there's 127 majors at Indiana. <laughs> and when he was done crossing things out, there were six left. Wow. <laughs> Wait, what were they? Huh? <laughs> what, what was left? Well, yeah. Um, like there was entrepreneurship, uh, media, studies, um, they, they were kind of creative, like radio and television. So, oh, cool. so suddenly like thematically something popped out, you know what I mean? So I do a lot of work with like, okay, if you don't know what you want to do, let's at least cut out what you don't want to do. And you just cut out just with two words, you cut out like yeah. more than a third of the majors, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? So I would imagine that, you know, once you choose a school, if you do that, you'll find that you know yourself better than you think. Um, I don't know if this gives you much comfort, but um, I, I cite this, I, I think I've cited this more than once on this podcast, that um, our generation was likely to have one or two careers over the course of our lives. Uh, that's true of your dad um, and probably your mom if we looked at it that way. It's true of me, it's true of Julie. Um, you guys are likely to have four or five, and some of them might not even exist yet. So That's kind of nice. So I always figure when I... I wonder if I, that would sound good to you or bad to you. No, yeah, because, like, maybe I'll look up, like, jobs for classics majors or for English majors, and maybe I'm not, like, that excited about them. So then that's kind of cool idea that a job might not exist yet yeah yes that i mean that that was yeah. part of the article is that that job the job your dream job might not exist yet and right now you just might be like laying the foundation and gaining the skills i like that yeah it's a cool idea yeah so i feel like there's more hope for you guys because there's more possibilities more job different kinds of jobs 
I don't know where I heard this. It literally could have been on the podcast I did with Laura. I, I this is going through my head right now, but I think I think Laura did say this that college is not a vocational school. Did she say that there? In other words, it's not. And and I told the story about how I my reaction to Georgia when our, on our like last business school visit. It was it was freaky. I told George, you I do not want you do not. You're not going to college in preparation for a job. College is an experience in and of itself. And um, so, yeah, I, I I think it's limiting and probably scary and probably not that um, energizing to think, what job am I going to get after this? So I think if you stay in just the experience and just growing and learning and building, you'll you'll end up. You're more likely to end up in a job that feels good for sure, mm, right? It's kind of yeah. enlightening, yeah. Because <gasps> yeah, that's what I thought it was. You did? Yeah, like because Katie yeah. was second semester senior year of college was looking up jobs, so I feel like that's just the next step. It's the next step, but it's not, but. But, I mean, I want for you, like, don't get ahead of yourself. Like, you can just, next step is college. And just Mm -hmm. um, like um, your Latin teacher said, milk it for all it's worth and and enjoy it. And And it doesn't have to be ordinary. I'm thinking about, like, different next steps that I've run into and worked with. Um, And just just to throw out a couple, like, so... um, I worked with somebody whose next step after college was to be a park ranger in Colorado. Somebody who is decided to be a personal trainer for a year or two and then went back to grad school to get an MBA because he wanted to start a gym. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody who traveled to Patagonia thinking like, I might want to live in a completely different culture. Um, and then I've worked with people who've done really conventional things too, but even that can be like really fun and exciting. Like I... I um, I feel desperate for you not to feel like that adult life is just like the end of something. You know what I mean? I want you to feel like that's the beginning of something really cool. And I think you get to decide that, you know? So I um, I referenced this in that college podcast I pointed out. I listened to it again when I told you to listen to it. And it was so funny because it was you and Elena that I was talking about that you guys came home that one day. And I, I intentionally didn't ask you guys so like what's up with the college search i i stopped myself from doing that now do you um do you get asked that a lot um yeah i do how do you feel about that question i i try to uh project it off yeah avoid it i have lots of change the subject yeah (laughs) oh i'm tired oh it's i have like 17 schools you might not know some of them like they're small and then that usually doesn't come off <laughs> what what um why do you are you inclined to avoid that question what what's what don't you like about that um well that's just a lot of like i said i don't want people to like ask me it next month and then i have to be like oh i didn't get in oh right um or it's just i don't know i just pretty private person i think mm-hmm. and i don't i mean just cuz i also don't know myself so they're like right. which one's your favorite uh, i don't know <laughs> so i don't know that's probably why. Yeah, and we probably lay too much pressure on you guys to know, right? To know, like, you know, where are you going? What are you going to major in? You know, are you super excited about it? 
because, you know, you probably have mixed feelings about it. Yeah. Well, I feel like parents like it, the college process a lot more than uh, students do because they like to always ask about it. My mom loves it. She's, she loves researching for yeah. it. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hashtag spreadsheets. <laughs> I made my own spreadsheet, actually. You did? Yeah. Oh, please. My mom didn't make that for me. Wait, did you... Um, so, Katie, um, before we made the College Blues, Katie's uh, George's older sister... Katie and I were texting about something else, totally off topic. And I said, oh, my gosh, I'm about to do a podcast about the college selection process. Do you have anything to add? And she said there was nothing There's no, there was nothing on the spreadsheets about are people nice and are they happy or something. Yeah, that's so, a good point. So what, um, what is on your spreadsheet? Well, none of that. It oh, was like urban, those. suburban, or rural, like that kind of uh, size, location, tuition, um, I actually made my spreadsheet because my mom was just on me about writing essays. And I was like, well, if I can do this one thing that I don't have to like, uh, it's like totally objective. I just look up the facts. Then she'll be like, oh, that's some progress, but I still don't have to start talking about myself in that. Very essay. clever, Georgia. <laughs> that was so, that was, I, I, I had so many categories in that because I wanted to take a long time to fill it out and be really organized. But none of it was, uh, what you were talking about. Well, really. so from your sis... Um, from your smart sis. So mm-hmm. when you visit, just add those categories. Yeah, that's a um, good idea. Do people, are people nice? I think it was, are people nice and <laughs> do they look happy or something? I do remember um, we were touring a school um, that George really wasn't considering. And um, we were just walking through and we kind of both stopped in our tracks. We were looking around and we're like, everybody seems happy here. You know, like everyone seems to be having a good time and smiling and the the vibe here feels good. Do we have to think about this? And he's kind of like, I think maybe we have to think about this, you know, like, so I, I, I do think there is, there might not be that I walk on that campus and it's like, you know, oh, like, right, like yeah. you know, there's angels up. singing. <laughs> but I, I do think that, that you can feel something that makes it feel like, I should at least think about this because I like this for some reason. You know, yeah. like this this feels right. You know, like so I think you can have a whole bunch of fields on a spreadsheet and still not hit the one that's going to be the deciding factor really. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's really going to make you feel like, oh, yeah, I like this place. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't even know why I like that place, but that's the one. That's why it's hard to re- – like you get overwhelmed when you're researching because on the – on their website, they all have like that one beautiful library that they put. Yeah, oh, of it course. It all looks the same, and it all happy students. Yeah, yeah. The same populations or whatever. But right. I think visiting is probably the best. And I don't know, like you said, I had like a really funny tour guide at one place, and now it's like one of my top ones, which seems weird, but <laughs> like it shouldn't be that way. But no, but maybe that, it is. Yeah, it's all part of the. It's part of it. Yeah. And, and again, I don't. I don't think there's just one place. I mean, that's. I. I work with too many people who get kind of caught up in this idea that they've got to find this perfect place and they've got to hit, hit this certain metric in order to get in there. And I, I don't. I don't know if that's really helpful. I think it's just stressful. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, any final thoughts? Words of advice to juniors. So oh, you know. Yeah. So let, let's go back we, a year. Oh, okay. Yeah, juniors. Let's see, junior year, I'd probably say if you're, like, been in a club for a while, try out for that leadership position, because that's just a good thing for yourself, but also for college. Yeah, Yeah, it is. That's smart, no (laughs) Uh, matter what. Get the ACT out of the way. I didn't do that. Um, And I'd say just try and 
try and get yourself excited about it and maybe that comes from researching or like talking to your friends about schools but um I would have benefited from being more excited about like certain places not that it would be like getting my hopes up about like just to get crushed or something yeah which isn't a bad thing you should still like reach but um do you think it's good to, to, to visit a place or two during your junior year just to get a feel for like oh okay this like is what college is like yeah, yeah yeah and I like like a bigger campus like I didn't know that that's a really good idea yeah cool um well thank you so much thank you and you <laughs> uh yeah girl <laughs> <laughs> Life is going to be exciting and adventurous for you, and um, not a gray cloud. Shoo away the gray clouds. Um, <laughs> just think about the next step as a next step. Be in the moment. Take advantage, like George's um, advice about um, high school. Take that into college. Get involved. Um, meet people. Try stuff on. You don't have to know what your passion is, please. Mm -hmm. Please, girl. <laughs> um, that's so loaded. Um, nobody knows. I'm, I mean, I'm convinced nobody really knows who they want to be or what they want to do. Um, and if you put a lot of energy into... Not many people know. Not many people. Maybe okay. some people. Yeah. But if you put a lot of energy into um, thinking that you do, or if we put energy into forcing people to act like they do know, mm -hmm. <laughs> that's a waste of time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Georgia, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Seriously, like yeah. invaluable stuff. And we wish you all the best and we'll keep you guys apprised of Georgia's oh, process. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and Big where she finally ends up and, and, and we'll come back in a, you know, like a oh, year yeah. after your first semester. No. Oh, that'd be interesting. And we'll talk oh about yeah, for yeah. sure. Right. Yeah, we'll see how things sure. are going. Oh awesome. yeah. We'll keep, yeah. The so, Georgia Chronicles. Progression, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's going to be a Yay. Georgia series right here. All right, cool. Thank you. All, All right. right. Thanks, everybody. This is better, you, you guys. Love you, honey. All right. Bye.